Welcome to Eat With Be The RD. I'm Bretta, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. This podcast is an invitation for you to join me at the table where we discuss all things nutrition, health, and life. Welcome everyone. This is the first official Eat With Be podcast of season two in January 2020. Um, today our topic is plant-based nutrition and I have such a great guest, um, Kayla Slater, who is really just phenomenal and I actually learned quite a lot during this podcast and there's only one thing I want to clarify before you guys get into it I do mention that like most people um can utilize like a zinc supplement um there is a caveat to that though yes most people can um and probably should use a zinc supplement but most of the time what you can get um just over the counter at like your local drugstore is going to be like a 50 microgram um, zinc supplement and that's too much like that is too much for regular consumption so you really want to do like a smaller dosing really people only need like 8 to 11 gram or sorry micrograms of zinc depending on your gender so keep that in mind you know if that's something you're wanting to explore and you know if you're wondering why a zinc supplement might be good for you um, feel free to reach out and then I also just want to plug um, the plant-based blog post that I've just recently posted, so feel free to check that out as well. It will be linked in the description. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Let me know your thoughts and what you want to see more of in 2020. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Eat With Be The RD. Today, I have a special guest on to talk about plant-based diets, and we have Kayla Slater here with us today. So, um, Kayla, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and what your background is in? Sure. Um, so, I am a registered dietitian as well as an online nutrition and run coach. Um, so, I mostly work with um, plant-based runners. Um, my background is mostly in clinical and community nutrition, um, but I would say the past year, um, I've been working with runners. Awesome. So, walk me through, like, what would it be like to be one of your clients? Because I know, like, a lot of people wonder about, like, virtual, how that works. So, what kind of, like, services do you provide your clients? Sure. Um, I do biweekly video calls online. Um, so it's all through telehealth. So basically, basically a Zoom call. Um, and then as I said, we do biweekly calls. So those are just nice to follow up and see where how they're doing. Awesome. Cool. So what led you in to, well, first of all, ask what, what led you into like plant-based nutrition? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say um, probably mostly from my personal experience, Um, Mm -hmm. I became plant-based or I'd say vegetarian vegan probably five years at least um, or more. Um, So I've been plant-based for quite a while and really decided, you know, there's so many benefits and health benefits that I just really believe in that, you know, can really help a lot of people and a lot of chronic diseases that they're dealing with. Um, And decided that I, yeah, that I wanted to do it. But I also wanted to help people that were also plant based since it's also I feel like something that's very becoming very popular now that people want to try plant based eating. Yeah, yes, it is so popular. It's kind of I have like a a series of podcasts I want to get done and a blog post because I have had a lot of people ask me about plant based diets and plant based nutrition. And so yeah, it's definitely something people are interested in. Okay, so why runners? 
Why runners? Oh, well, I guess mostly because I'm a runner myself. Um, okay. I've been running for probably 10 years, I would say. So I ran in high school, cross country and track. Um, then I, after college, I got into running half marathons and full marathons. Um, and then someone that had been plant-based and really, I think the last couple of years, yeah, has been mostly vegan. So I realized like, wow, like this is, you know, something that, you know, it's good that I have all this nutrition background and knowledge because this, you know, can get a little bit tricky to make sure that I'm eating enough, that I'm getting the right nutrients that I need as a runner. Um, so then I also realized, well, you know, while I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure this out for myself, I'm like, what about people that, you know, don't have a background in nutrition? This could be really challenging for them. Yeah, I think that's a huge piece of it. Uh, people don't maybe understand all. I mean, we know that a lot of people, we all have kind of these preconceived notions about food and mm-hmm. that definitely goes over into plant-based and a lot of people maybe think they won't get enough like energy to keep doing what they're doing. And yeah, and we'll talk kind of a little sure. bit more about the nutrition aspects of plant-based eating in a little bit, okay. but um some people may not really understand what plant-based is. And I, I think there's kind of like a, you know, I, when I was doing some research on plant-based that I, I did, I found like several different kind of definitions on how people are using plant-based. Um, so how do you define plant, like a plant-based diet? Yeah, sure. So my definition is eating more plants and plant proteins while limiting animal products. So it really doesn't exclude all animal products. And I really like that definition because I feel that a lot of people, they kind of like stops them from wanting to be plant-based, even though they're like, well, I want to eat, you know, healthier and I want to eat more plants, but, you know, it's really hard for me to stop eating dairy. Um, But I feel that there still can be benefits, you know, even if you're eating mostly plants in your diet, you know, and still limiting some of those animal products. So that's how I would define it, even though I know a lot of people, um, would say like that means plant-based is 100% vegan but I don't really think that's that's really true yeah I would totally agree with you that it it's really more about you know focusing on on getting just more plants in kind of however you can Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you know that's why we have the vegan and vegetarian labels so that way if you are Mm -hmm. vegan then you know you are plant-based but not everyone who's plant-based is vegan so exactly Cool. All right. So when it comes to, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but when it comes to athletic performance, are there like links between improving athletic performance and plant-based or can you, is it more like if you want to be plant-based, you can also still be an athlete? What, what does that look like? Sure. So um, really, I believe, you know, especially as a dietitian, right, we always look at the evidence. Um, there really is limited evidence for performance with plant-based eating, but I certainly feel that there, there definitely are benefits there. Um, there is, you know, as I said, there's limited research, but there is some evidence. Um, there was a recent study, I think, in 2019, so just last year, that it could improve faster recovery and possible performance benefits, which is awesome. Um, But I feel like there's just more personal experiences, certainly, that show the evidence of plant-based eating. But, of course, there's always so many variables and 
everything yeah (laughs) and athletic performance so there's certainly all those things but I certainly agree that you know if you're somebody that's you know wants to just be plant-based because for your health and you are also a runner but you're concerned about you know being able to still run um, I think it's really important to realize well you definitely still can um for sure yeah Yeah, no, I think that's huge because, I mean, a lot of people who are kind of like seeking out information on, you know, how to improve their diet and how to be healthier are, you know, a lot of times that does overlap with people who are trying to perform in the gym or at running or just, you know, overall physical fitness. So, yeah, and and I think it's like a scary thing, too, like that, you know, you're not going to get enough of the things that you need to be able Mm -hmm. to perform well. So awesome. So then what maybe people aren't or not, not everyone is an athlete. So what (laughs) are some of the benefits of a plant-based diet kind of outside of athletic performance? Sure. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of benefits of eating plant-based. So it can lower the risk of cancer and diabetes, which I know is huge because that, you know, it definitely is still, um, a public health concern, um, chronic diseases, um, also lowers cholesterol, blood pressure, and it also may reverse prevent heart disease, helps to increase your energy. And then also for a lot of people, they find that eating plant-based just helps them better manage their weight. Okay. Are there any, um, particular nutrients within that that might help like some of those specific things um or like is is there a good reason why plant-based is lowering the risk of a lot of these chronic disease sure i would say the phytochemicals so just all the you know just all those nutrients like the micronutrients like your Mm -hmm. vitamins and minerals i feel that just because you know plants just are so rich in those nutrients that that is why, you know, you get these, these benefits um, versus, you know, animal products. They don't really have those phytochemicals and nutrients that plant foods do. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And, you know, a lot of people, especially in like our Western culture are, you know, deficient in fiber throughout the day and increasing Mm -hmm. your plant intake will help increase that. And um, one of my favorite things just to look at across the world is that like most countries don't eat as much meat as we do, or Mm -hmm. they don't consume as much animal products as we do. And um, there are some really great health implications just for like longevity, overall quality of life as well. So Um, Yeah. So I think it's super beneficial for people to be exploring just, you know, how they can do better things for their body. Um, Mm -hmm. But what do you see as like what like what reasons are people kind of looking to explore a plant based diet? I would say mostly for health, um, but also I feel like environment and even act animal activism, I feel like is very important too for people, uh, especially now for the environment that, you know, the global warming and, um, you know, I guess just, you know, iron, you know, learning more about the environmental impacts of, you know, just producing animal products. I think people are more aware of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then definitely, of course, for health, you know, knowing all those benefits, um, and how many people are just struggling with those things. I mean, everyone, you know, I, I also teach classes and nutrition classes in schools. And the other mm-hmm. day we asked them, 
I asked the kids, how many of you know somebody that has had a heart attack? And I swear half the class of like, oh my gosh. people or funny kids oh. raised their hands. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a big, right? That just shows like, wow, this is a really big problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's really eye-opening. And I think too, like, you know, with people might start for like health or maybe they start for the environment, but then they see the effects of the, you know, the alternative and they just Mm -hmm. kind of full circle. Um, So when it comes to being plant-based and being social, Mm -hmm. do people struggle in that area with, you know, like going out to eat or bringing together friends? Do you find that most people who end up plant-based also have plant-based friends? What do you have? What is kind of like your experience in that realm? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question because I think it can really vary. But I have found myself that people are very like willing to accommodate you, um, even if they don't eat that way. They're always willing to like, what can I make for you, or you know, yeah. <laughs> bring something that you'll eat um, to share yeah. with everyone and. So I think it just kind of varies, though. Um, I, I do think it can be challenging, though, if you do have people that aren't as supportive or open to it, and they just kind of, like, don't care. Like, Yeah. I do feel that a lot of people are more open and willing to, to accommodate you. I think that's really great, because I, I think that that's probably one of, like, the biggest barriers for a lot of people in making like dietary changes too is just like if you don't have that support system behind you that mm-hmm. can be challenging overall for whatever sure. changes you want to make um mm-hmm. do you notice any other kind of reservations like i i don't know if you in your practice or maybe in like some stuff you do in the community if you're typically mm-hmm trying to get people to maybe adopt a more plant-based lifestyle or if people are coming to you already kind of like having explored plant-based a little bit, but what are some of those biggest barriers and like reservations people have about adopting a more plant-based lifestyle? Yeah. So um, most of the clients that I do think I've worked with have actually been plant-based for a while and it's been more of just focusing on the performance aspect of it. Okay. Um, But I would say, you know, for those people that I do, you know, do see, um, it's, you know, or that have reached out to me and are like, well, I'm not plant-based yet. Um, I think the biggest reservation is, you know, feeling like they have to limit the animal products. Um, most okay. dairy, I feel like a lot of people struggle with dairy, which I totally get because, you know, if you go out to eat, it is everywhere. Like you go to an Italian restaurant, they put cheese on everything. Yes. <laughs> so it yeah. can definitely be challenging, especially when you're eating out um, to limit dairy. Because sometimes, you know, I've been in situations where I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like too late or I just have to like take the cheese off. Like, right. You're like, you didn't list that as an ingredient on the menu. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think that can be hard for people because they think like, oh, I have to, you know, go completely not have, you know, any animal products. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I have that same experience with like bacon. Like I don't eat beef or pork and I swear, like it never fails that like there is bacon on <laughs> everything regardless of like whether or not the right. menu's at, like I'll order chicken and there will be bacon on it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, when people are looking to transition to a plant-based diet, what recommendations do you have? Like what is kind of that first step to adopting a plant-based diet? Sure. I would say really, you know, if you want to go at least like really want to try to limit those animal products or eliminate them altogether is to toss out like any processed foods or products with animal products and, you know, really just start from, you know, square one and really start buying, you know, more whole foods, those kind of things. Yeah. So do you ever see like with maybe people who are already plant-based where they're for sure plant-based, but they're mm-hmm. eating still, maybe they're not have, like um, optimizing their nutrition. Yes, definitely. So that happens a lot with, I feel like vegans um, mm-hmm. and even vegetarian, you could say you're a vegetarian, so eat French fries all the time. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And the same thing with vegan is that you can, you know, there's so many, like we call them vegan junk food. That's what we kind of like kid around. With uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, there's so many of these vegan junk foods now. And like, I know they're so processed. Um, so I do think, yeah, that can be, that can be challenging because plant-based is now so popular that there's all these, you know, food products that now are plant-based, um, which is great. But then there are also, to me, something, things that need to be limited still in your diet because they are kind of more of those junk food type of foods because they're processed. Right. And it's, it's almost like if you had a problem with, junk food before going vegan or trying to do like a plant-based diet you're still going to have a problem with you know Mm -hmm. the processed foods even if you make that transition because they are really available Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so I like I've had a couple people ask me about that because they you know maybe they have like a friend who is like quote-unquote vegan and they're like but they really just don't seem that healthy and I'm like well like don't forget french fries and oreos are both vegan Mm -hmm. so you don't have to necessarily make what we would consider like uh, really healthy choices but it is nice too if you want to treat yourself to have those options available as well Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah Okay, so then when it comes to athletic performance and people are trying to make that transition there, um, do you see, I know because it's something people worry about a lot, do you see that there might be an impact in um, performance kind of right off the bat, whether they kind of have a lull or does it just seem to take off like natural, like uh, gradually? What it, What does that look like? Yeah, so as I said, most of the clients that I've actually worked with have already been plant-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I haven't really seen this, but my best guess, you know, would be that it would be really different for everyone um, because our, all of our bodies are different. Um, I know people, and they are runners, I think that have been, you know, were vegan for a long time. They lost a lot of weight. They, you know, you know, their blood work, like mm-hmm. all these things. Um, But then suddenly there was like a sudden downturn where they were like, I need to start, you know, eating a little bit more fish. And suddenly they had more energy and felt better. So I think it all really just depends on the person. Um, It can really just, just depend. (laughs) Yeah, I think that makes total sense. And like, I think some people are going to thrive off of, you know, like a fully vegan diet, whereas other people are going to thrive with a little bit more animal protein in their Mm -hmm. diet. But 
I mean, like we kind of talked about with, it's about that, those processed foods in general, um, and having that, that veggie base, um, those plant, that plant based aspect of it, where you can, um, really see the changes that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So if I, well, I would say I'm already like pretty plant-based. I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but like 80% of the time. Yeah. Um, so what strategies do you have for people who want to make this transition from maybe a really animal heavy diet to a plant-based diet? Sure. So I think I have about, so I have seven tips, (laughs) strategies here. Perfect. Um, Decide to go cold turkey or transition slowly. Um, some people find that it's, you know, easier, as I said, to just like wipe out your food pantry and just go cold turkey. Other people think it's easier just transition. Myself, I think I did a transition. You know, I was pescatarian, then vegetarian, then vegan, now I'm kind of more loosely, you know, in the plant bases and you know, once in a while, if I have something sure. scary, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, not the end of the world. And I yeah. think that's a helpful tip too, just because, you know, there's not one way to do it. And so yeah. just know yourself and maybe you go in and you do cold turkey and you're super successful, or maybe that didn't yeah. end up going so well. You can always go back and try again. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's a great tip. Exactly. And then my second tip I would say would be to keep it simple And which means just eat the rainbow. So think about, you know, eating different colors of fruits and vegetables, make sure to get your leafy greens in, you know, make sure to get orange vegetables, which have more beta carotene, right? Think about eating all just really think about eating the rainbow and getting all those, those foods in. keep it simple, you know, beans, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, um, And, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. I think a lot of people sometimes think they have to make these like fancy plant-based meals. And I really try to tell people like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like that. It doesn't have to have a lot of ingredients. Keep it simple. My favorite meal is just to do brown rice or quinoa. Maybe, you know, for my vegetable, I'll have broccoli. Um, Then I'll, you know, have some beans. Um, Yeah. So really just keep it simple. Yeah, that's I I mean, anytime people are trying to make, you know, dietary changes, and don't get me wrong, I love cookbooks as much as the next person, but it's like, I got to go buy the cookbooks or (laughs) search Pinterest for recipes and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's, you know, it's a lot of times it's just about putting good things on your plate. Um, Yeah. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. So what other tips do you have for us? And my third tip was make sure you eat enough calories to sustain your energy. So especially this is really for athletes, right? Um, Because it's Mm -hmm. definitely not, you know, you can't just thrive on salads. Um, Yeah. And it's really just not, it just won't be enough food, right? Especially carbohydrates are going to be important, uh, especially if you're doing endurance events. So, um, you know, definitely make sure you eat enough calories. Yeah. Um, Do you have any like particular like carbohydrate rich foods that you would recommend to get enough calories and to help you sustain your energy? Yeah. Um, I would say whole grains, definitely mm-hmm. some more of your complex carbs. They're going to have more fiber, keep you fuller longer, um, and give you energy. And as well as I would say, um, let's see what else. Um, oh gosh, 
it was right on the tip of my tongue. So yeah, the whole grains, and then also, what's I gonna say? Like I forgot what it was. I'm just gonna throw like starchy <laughs> vegetables. I yes, starchy yeah. vegetables. That's yeah. what it was. I was thinking like, what is the other one? Yes, yeah, starchy vegetables. Don't forget about those. So I do a lot of like sweet potatoes. Um, yeah, those those are really good too because. Yeah, they're vegetables. You get all those nutrient benefits, yeah. but as well as you know, they're they're still a carbohydrate since they're starchy. Yes, awesome. Okay, so do you have anything, any tips about protein? Because I think that might be one of the things that stresses people out the most. Is like, how am I going to get my protein? Because we only feel like we get protein from animal products. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I really believe that, you know, especially working with clients now, they don't seem to be deficient or having, you know, really big issues of getting protein. Um, You know, really, there's lots of sources of plant-based proteins, you know, your beans, um, you know, the soy products, even edamame, which is a vegetable, but it still has protein in it. Um, quinoa, I love because it's a grain, but it also has a little bit of protein. Um, so there's definitely lots of sources. Um, let's see what else. Lentils. Um, there's also other soy products like tofu, satan, tempeh. Those are other popular sources that of plant-based protein and there's also in vegetables there is a little bit of protein in there so people don't think that there is but there is a little bit of protein in in veggies okay awesome so um I know it's not it's probably not something most people stress about but with you know the amino acids and making sure you get like a varied amount of amino acids I feel like most people don't track that Mm -hmm. and so is that your experience that it's kind of like try and get a variety of proteins and it'll fill out your amino acid profile or do you know people that track that or what does that look like yeah yeah I think as long as you're eating different sources of plant-based proteins that you can um but I yeah I don't know if it's too too like have found that it's really a big concern um I know there used to be, which I really think is like a myth, like the complementing proteins, like with, you know, yeah. and beans. Um, I found in my research that that's really a myth as long as you're eating like those foods throughout the day. So as long as you're eating different foods and, you know, sources throughout the day, then you really shouldn't have too, too much of a problem. Awesome. Cause I just, I hate adding in like extra steps where it causes people extra stress and they're like less likely mm-hmm. to do it. So it's really good to hear that that's not really something that needs to be focused on. Just right. get a variety. Awesome. Okay. Do yeah. you have any other tips for us? Yeah. I do. Yes. Um, supplements, you may want to include supplements. So vitamin D and B12 um, mm-hmm. are very common um, deficiencies just because most of those vitamins come from animal products. So sure. those are also, you know, supplements that you may want to consider, but it's definitely important to talk to a dietitian or nutrition coach because um, food we do always want first. And there are some sources of plant-based protein or plant-based sources of those foods um, that can be a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Um, and then also I would say get your blood work done. So if you're somebody that likes to see those measurable like changes and mm-hmm. you want to really see that plant-based 
you know, what plant-based can do for you. Um, if you get your blood work done before you go plant-based, that can be really good markers because then a couple months, you know, a year down the road, get your blood work done and you could see, you know, the changes. Maybe your cholesterol lowers or, you know, things like that, which I think can be very good measurements for people and to see, yeah, see the, the success and the benefits of it. For sure. And I think that's super helpful too, with like helping people create like that, that sustainable change. Um, especially when we look at like plant-based for not only our health, but also for the environment, like that's, this is something that we want people to be able to continue Mm -hmm. long-term. And so like knowing that it really truly is helping your body is super, super helpful. So I love that tip. Um, yeah. And then do you have any other tips? Yeah, I think my last tip, my seventh tip was to follow plant-based runners and influencers on social media, um, you know, join Facebook communities. I know I'm a part of a plant-based athlete, endurance athlete group. Um, I also have my own plant-based runner group. So I think just following other people and, um, you know, just is very motivating and supportive. Um, it can be really, really helpful. Um, and I found just being in those Facebook communities, everyone's just always asking questions and supportive, Mm -hmm. just really helpful. Yeah, that's super great. And like we were talking about earlier with like having a support system, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if maybe you don't have a good in-person support system for making some of these changes, surrounding yourself with like content that is really supporting your goals um, can be super helpful. So where can we find like your fate? What's the name of your Facebook group? Oh, yes. It's called Plant-Based Runners. Okay, awesome. And then where can we find you on Instagram? Oh, um, yes, at Plant-Based Performance RD. Okay, awesome. And then do you have any other, like, and I know I'm putting on the spot right now, but if you have any other, like, influencers on Instagram that are, like, really great plant-based influencers, do you know any off the top of your head that are some of your favorites? Yes, I do. Um she's a doctor um danielle barn oh i can't exactly remember her last name i know her first name's danielle um okay but she's a doctor and she's very into plant-based eating i love following her um she's a great one um i don't follow him on instagram but i love following um he's also a plant-based doctor is michael gregor he also wrote the book how not to die um, he also has a cookbook and I follow his, um, daily dozen list that he has. So awesome. um, that's also somebody else that I think is, is great. Awesome. Well, I will, um, get that info and I will link it in the description for the podcast. So if people are interested okay. in checking them, other people out as well okay. as yourself, they can find that info there. Okay. All right. So let's get a little bit okay. more science. Well, wait, was that your last tip? Is that what you said? Yes, it was. Okay, perfect. Yep. Let's get a little bit more sciencey into the nutrition. Um, sure. What nutrients in a plant-based diet play a role in improving performance? Sure. So let's see. There's, I would say, you know, really your your vitamins, as I said, like the phytochemicals are going to also be helpful for improving performance. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, well, vitamins and minerals, really. So Vitamin C would be one of them. Um, That's for, vitamin C helps for collagen synthesis and repair, which means that prevents muscle damage, which is really important, right? As someone that's an athlete, 
Um, it can also aid absorption, aid absorption in non-heme iron. So most of the sources of iron that you're going to eat in your diet, if it's coming from plants, is going to be the non-heme iron. And that's not your body doesn't easily absorb that iron. So vitamin C helps absorb iron. And that's also something that's important, right, for athletes is to have enough iron. Um, and then preventing fatigue and muscle weakness. So all those things, right, are very important um, to prevent for performance. So vitamin C can help. Um, and the food sources that vitamin C is in are bell peppers, tomatoes, potatoes, berries, citrus fruits. So mostly fruits. I feel like most people kind of know what foods have vitamin C. Yeah, but- yeah. But I think sometimes we only think about, like, vitamin C as, like, helping our immunity and things like that, too. Yeah. So, like, knowing the other ways that vitamin C helps, especially in, like, athletic performance is super, super beneficial. Sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. So what other nutrients are you kind of looking for to help people kind of boost their performance? Yeah. So also vitamin E, I think we don't hear too much about. And that actually can play a really important role in athletic performance. Um, So it's not only an antioxidant, but can actually reduce muscle damage and soreness, which is really important, right? Because after you work out, right, your muscles get sore. Um, So vitamin E is definitely another one um, because your plant sources are are really rich in vitamin E, especially your whole grains, your nuts, your seeds, your vegetable oils, all all those foods. That's awesome. See, I did I didn't even know that like vitamin E would help you reduce muscle damage and soreness. So look yeah. at me, I'm learning things over here today. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh yeah. any other nutrients? Oh yes. Um also for bone health. So um calcium, magnesium, and vitamins actually help promote bone health. And which is interesting because we all feel that we feel that we have been taught, most of us, that we need to have dairy, right, to get our calcium for our bones. But I think yeah. it's really interesting that over consuming, actually over consuming phosphorus, which comes from animal products and animal protein, actually could negatively affect your bone health. So I thought that was really interesting as well as to your body actually absorb or the, there's actually higher bioavailability of calcium in plant foods versus dairy. So your body, so you actually absorb, I think it's like 60, 70% of calcium from like a plant-based source versus only 30% of the calcium from dairy. So I think that's just really fun, fun fact about, you know, bone health. <laughs> yeah, dairy. for sure. Especially cause like that is the thing. It's like calcium comes from dairy. That's all you need to know. But then, mm-hmm. yeah. And when we, well, typically, you know, we overconsume dairy anyway. And so right. regardless of if people are trying to support their bone health, but they're really, mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's really interesting too. I also did not mm-hmm. know that calcium was more bioavailable from plants. So yeah, that's awesome. And I, yeah believe that like one really off the top of my head one really great source of plant-based calcium is going to be like broccoli um and some of your other green vegetables too so if listeners are trying to you know switch up their calcium source yeah Mm -hmm. turnip greens brussels sprouts perfect i am like on like a huge like cuciferous like i just feel like 
a vegetable like kick like everyone should be eating more cruciferous vegetables yeah (laughs) I feel like I've been like talking about it for months now so on uh my Dr. McGregor's um Dr. Gregor's uh daily dozen list he has Uh, awesome on there so yes there's definitely a lot of benefits of yeah so now that's just like yeah that's like adding to it I'm like well another reason for you to eat your Brussels sprouts uh because I do love Brussels sprouts so okay awesome (laughs) all right and then we kind of talked about you know just like the phytochemicals and how that Mm -hmm. helps in like disease prevention um so basically can you just redefine like what like phytochemicals are for us real quick sure yeah um can I explain it as simple as possible? Um, yeah. So they're really, they're really the nutrients is what I think of them as is the nutrients that are benefit beneficial for you, for your body um, that are in, in plant-based foods. Um, as some, you know, they all have, I guess, certain functions that they do. And really the biggest things that it does for you that's beneficial is it helps prevent diseases and they're also cancer fighting which I think you know is is also really important right that's huge that's really huge okay so we mentioned earlier that one of the benefits of a plant-based diet is weight management and I think that's definitely something that people are interested in um so can you kind of walk us through like why plant-based diets are going to be helpful for weight management? Sure. Yeah. So plant-based foods are, are nutrient dense, which means that they're packed with nutrients and they're low in calories. So a lot of people that, you know, struggle with their weight and, you know, have want to lose weight, um, they're able to lose weight and even keep it off because they don't have to count calories and they're, you know, able to eat foods with high amount of nutrients, but low calories. And Mm -hmm. also they can eat, they can also eat even more calories Um, or not more calories, but they can eat more volume of food, which is really good for people that, you know, might struggle with, you know, just being hungry all the time and wanting to eat and eat and eat. That can be really really helpful for them because they still they don't have to reduce you know really huge volume of food they may still feel satisfied because they're able to still snack throughout the day and and still eat sure no I I can totally relate to that like for me like being hungry is the worst thing and I would rather do so many other things and like yeah if it's like be hungry or eat a healthy diet but you can eat a healthy diet and you don't have to be hungry I think it's really really valuable for a lot of people okay so we kind of talked about all the reasons why plant-based diets are good for people are there any reasons why someone should not do a plant-based diet yeah I I was really yeah I mean I don't really know if if there really is um my only thing that I could think of is if it would be was if there's some genetic reason or maybe like an allergy. Um, I do know I, I did have a client, which I never worked with anyone that had this before, but she was allergic to eating raw vegetables. So I think, Oh, so yeah, she would eat in fruit. So if she ate it raw, it would like, it would kind of get her itch. I guess she would like be itchy. 
if she cooked the fruit or vegetable, she could. So we would kind of work and figure out, okay, how can we like cook broccoli? How can we cook apples, like make a baked apple so you can have fruit and vegetables? Um, right. It was challenging because, you know, a lot of times when you eat healthy snacks, it's usually in the raw form. So that was kind of a little bit, you know, it could be a little challenging. Sure, for sure. Um. Yeah, and then the only other thing I think of was also if it's not possible to eat, um, you know, different different sources of plant-based foods to get all your nutrients, because um, certainly you don't want to be nutrient deficiency. So if there's, you know, just not any possible way to make sure you get vegetables, fruits, whole grains, plant-based proteins, you know, all those foods to get all your nutrients in. Um, then that certainly wouldn't be, you know, a good idea to do because, you know, you don't, you don't want to be trying to do something that you think is healthy for you, but really could be harmful for you um, if you have nutrient, causes you nutrient deficiencies. Right. No, definitely. I think those are good. Yeah, good things to think about as well. I mean, and there is like some amount of privilege that comes with being able to change your diet and not just eat Mm -hmm. the things that are readily available for you. Um, But yeah, overall, I mean, I think I, I I haven't really come across anything that's like, you know, you should not do a plant based diet, if you have this. So whereas with other, like, diets there definitely are reasons you should not do those so I think that makes it really accessible for a lot of people Um, yeah yeah Yeah. okay so what suggestions we talked about hunger previously but what Mm -hmm. suggestions do you have for people to make sure they stay full and have a bunch of energy on a plant-based diet yeah, well, I think the good thing about eating plant-based is that you're probably most likely eating a lot of fiber. And I know you mentioned fiber before, too, and a lot of us are, you know, you know, not eating enough fiber. So in this case, mm-hmm. you probably are if you're eating, you know, a properly plant-based diet, you know, the right the right way, then right. you're eating a high-fiber diet, so that's going to keep you full. Um, but my other recommendation would be, you know, to eat – you know, small mini meals or snacks throughout the day. Um, I think for most of my athletes, I have them try to eat like five to six meals and snacks a day, which can seem like a lot, but that really helps their energy levels. It helps them to get the calories in for the day that they need. Um, Because especially if they're trying to get the calories in that they need to support their training, if they're leaving all their calories at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot of volume of food, especially protein, right? So it's going to be a right. lot of high volume of food to try to get in um, if you're leaving all those calories to the end of the day. No, I think that's great. And something, I mean, I've talked about on the podcast before is making sure you get mini meals in and making sure mm-hmm. that there's, you know, at least two different macronutrients in your mini meal so it's satisfying and I think the same goes for a plant-based diet um yeah and also with eating a bunch at one time I mean you might be able to get all the calories in but a lot of those nutrients you can only absorb so much of at once and Mm -hmm. so then we're kind of missing out on some stuff and we save it for the end of the day so okay yeah that's so true perfect um okay so leading into micronutrient deficiencies if we're you know maybe not eating enough throughout the day or we're saving it all at the end what are some of those really common micronutrient deficiencies someone might be at risk for um while eating a plant-based diet 
Yeah, so I think I did mention these two, but vitamin D and B, vitamin B12. So vitamin D, we mostly just get from the sun, um, as well as some animal products. So dairy also has vitamin D in them, or in it. So mm-hmm. really, um, really, I feel like, too, vitamin D, whether you're plant-based or not, most people are deficient because just because we don't get enough sun. So it really depends on where you live. Um, but really the only other source of like plant-based for vitamin D would be possibly mushrooms. And <laughs> it can seem like why, um, kind of weird, but mushrooms are actually treated with UV rays. So actually why mushrooms could possibly have vitamin D are only because of the sun. <laughs> so right. indirectly from the sun, um, so if you don't feel like you're getting enough sunlight, especially like where you live, um, then, you know, that could be, you know, a supplement that you'd want to consider taking, um, especially, you know, for, for me, I'm in New York and it's winter, it's dark, it's gloomy. I went on my, you know, 10 mile run this morning, but I probably didn't get any sun because it was just gloomy. And right. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of us, you know, are deficient in vitamin D. Um, and then also B12, I say too, because really the only, you know, really good sources of vitamin B12 come from animal products. Um, some soy products do have B12 and also um, nutritional yeast. Um, I don't know if you've ever used nutritional yeast, but I tell it to people all the time. I talk about it all the time because I love it and it has like a tablespoon. I don't know. It's probably over like 100% vitamin D. B12. It's great. What? Okay. I did um, not know that. And yeah. I like nutritional yeast, but last week I tried to make a vegan cheese and I've had really delicious nutritional yeast vegan cheeses yes. made by other people. And I yes. swear I followed this recipe to a T and I just, it did not go well. So I'm searching for a new yes, <laughs> vegan cheese recipe. I, that's how I make my macaroni and cheese. I uh, add vegan butter. I use my butter, my almond milk, and nutritional yeast. I think that's all I use. Well, and flour. Okay. Flour. All right. Well, maybe I will have to try that then because yeah, yeah. I, was like, I don't know what I did wrong here, but this is not like the cheese I've had before. I know it can oh, be no. good. Yeah. Yeah. It can. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. So yeah, I... You know, because it has that cheesy, flaky flavor, I actually sprinkle it on everything. So all my meals, really everything, I just sprinkle it over. Um, All my veggies and all that, just to try to get more of that B12. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's see what else. Um, Iron could definitely be a concern. Zinc, calcium, and iodine. So those, um, those, you know, just... I don't know the, I guess the best explanation that I could say would be just because if, you know, or with really any of these is if you're not eating enough calories um, and you're not eating enough of different plant-based sources, then you could be deficient in these. Um, But I do think like, especially like when you go to the doctor, I feel like they say this a lot um, because I just have people say this. They're like, I have low iron. So my doctor told me to eat more meat. And I'm like, well, yes, that makes sense, right? Because you do absorb, you know, more iron right. from meat. Um, but there there are other sources that are plant-based that have iron. So your leafy greens, your beans, your nuts, right? They all have iron 
in them, but because, as I said before, you're getting the non-heme iron, so they're not as absorbed as sure. that. But if you drink vitamin C or eat fruit, right, right, you can enhance the absorption. So I always tell people, like, what about, like, a spinach, like a strawberry spinach salad, um, you know, to help to get that iron. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, I, I mean, it's probably not always the answer. And even if people are looking for, like, just, like, a really simple way, you know, it is processed, but a lot of, like, like Quaker oat squares and, like, mm-hmm. um, like shredded wheat cereal, those all have, yeah. like, 90% of your daily iron and just, like, yeah. a cup. So if you take it for a snack or something like that, I mean, that's another way that you can just get in a little bit more iron and still maintain a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned zinc as well. And I'll just like add a piece. I, you know, I don't often, well, it's harder for doctors to order labs on zinc um, than like some other things. I guess you have to have like a special vial for it at the lab and they don't always have that. But um, because zinc plays such a huge role in like mental health and, and other like um, neural pathways, you know, it's, that's just something I typically recommend as a supplement for my clients, regardless of what their zinc levels actually are. So, I mean, if, if people feel like they might have symptoms of the zinc deficiency, it's probably safe to just take a low dose um, zinc supplement anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I didn't really, I didn't really know about that. Cool. Yeah. 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 Definitely zinc's important. Um, you know, and other plant-based sources are like black eyed peas, sunflower seeds. Um, those are just some plant-based sources, but um certainly not, yeah, not definitely not a lot of plant-based sources. So yeah, definitely sure. taking a supplement is, is helpful. Awesome. All right, are there any other nutrients we need to be aware of? Yeah, I think um, calcium and also iodine are important ones. So um, calcium, I think we talked a little bit already about in the bioavailability of plant-based sources, um, but certainly that, you know, can be can be a challenge um, yeah. a little bit still. Um, and then also, let's see, iodine. So iodine is related to um, the thyroid hormone. Um, so I thought this was, this was interesting too. Um, so I think a lot of us now, I don't think we always use iodized salt. I think is sea salt. I'm not really sure. Yeah. No, a lot of like the kosher salt and different, like, unless it says iodized salt on it, I'm pretty sure it's not iodized. Right. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. So yeah. So that can be a common deficiency. Um, but yeah, if that, you know, is, um, then you can use iodized salt. Yeah. And I think that's a super simple solution. I mean, and a lot of people worry about their Mm -hmm. sodium, but once you really stop eating like a lot of Mm -hmm. processed foods, you're really not getting that much sodium in your daily diet. And so making sure you are salting things, especially if you're an athlete can be huge for maintaining your fluid and energy um, levels too. So Mm -hmm. cool. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think I also thought of um, magnesium is also another one um, that can be a common deficiency. Um, magnesium um, is definitely important too for like nerves and heart function. Um, and you can get magnesium from green leafy vegetables, broccoli, squash, beans, nuts, seeds, whole grains, even chocolate. Um, so I think that's really cool. Um, so 
you know, if, if you have like, um, so say you have like, you know, muscle cramps. I know I used to get them from just being a runner and was always told that it was either potassium or magnesium. Uh-huh. So I think it's interesting, like you could actually eat chocolate, a piece of chocolate, and it could actually help muscle cramps. That's awesome. That's oh, like, yeah. yeah, I think right? a lot more people are going to get on board with the plant-based diet now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. And you can get chocolate now without dairy. So as long as you don't, because if you'll have to definitely, you definitely have to read the ingredients though. Um, That's a lot true. Of times, like, right. The milk chocolate's going to have dairy, but chocolate yes. really, in general, like cocoa beans, you know, don't have dairy in them. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. And you can that. make a, a lot of things with cocoa powder at home too. Yes. And use like a coconut milk or something like that as sure. well. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Awesome. So any other nutrients we need to be aware of for uh, transitioning to a plant-based diet? Oh, um, let's see. Um, I think it was most, I think that was everything. Um, oh, oh, I did just want to mention for just specifically for female athletes, um, that just mm-hmm. tends to be um, more of like who I like to work with um, as yeah. a female athlete. Um, those in which we already discussed these nutrients, but specifically for them, um, common deficiencies are iron, calcium, zinc, and magnesium. So I think we did already touch on those, but certainly for female athletes, it's just good to know that those are, you know, those are common deficiencies. You want to make sure that you are eating these foods or, you know, you're taking a supplement. Sure. Fantastic. And I love that because yeah, people have males and females, we just have different needs. And so it's important to address that as well. So you can pay extra attention. Yeah, definitely. All right. So to close us out of our episode, what are like the top five plants you would recommend people start eating uh, even if they are not ready to like fully jump in on a plant-based diet? Sure. So um, I actually got this list from Dr. Gregor, which I mentioned before is a plant-based doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find him also nutritionfacts.org. That's a great website. He's created that website, but he created a daily dozen, which I think I mentioned before. So all these foods are on the daily dozen. So nuts, seeds, right, provide protein, iron, omega-3s, magnesium. So those are all, I think I mentioned all those nutrients besides omega-3s. You know, those are important, um, especially for not eating fish, right? So I put omega-3s in there um, because black seeds um, are something that I just, I add in everything or as much as I can in smoothies and stuff like that um, to yeah. omega-3s. Perfect. Um, quinoa. And that's such a simple way to boost that up too. So. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. You can pretty much add flaxseed to anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> yogurt, you know, there's tons of plant-based yogurts now, the coconut, almond yogurts, um, smoothies, things like that. Yeah. Um, quinoa, I also put on here. Um, so whole grains, definitely. But I put in quinoa on here specifically because not only is it whole grain, but it's also you know, which means it's high in fiber, but it also has some protein, which I just think is really, really cool. Um, there's not yeah. many foods that, you know, really could count as a grain, like two food groups, like a grain and a protein, but it does have a really good source of protein. So I think for athletes, it's, that's pretty cool. And yeah. 
beans would be the other would be another one um beans are not only are they low fat but they're also a good source of protein and iron so definitely beans and there's just so many different types of beans like you know my favorite are chickpeas I you know joke people that I'm gonna like (laughs) turn into a chickpea because I eat them all different ways hummus I roast them, um, you know, I put them on <laughs> yes. salads or, you know, whatever. Um, but there's, you know, kidney beans, there's canelli beans, right? There's um, there's so many beans. And then there's lentils and um, different things like that. Black-eyed peas, so um, definitely beans for, um, I would say berries um, because of the antioxidants. I mean, there's just so many benefits in berries. And it's interesting that actually the clients that I've worked with, um, because they are so health conscious and have been eating plant-based for so long on their own, um, they, they don't, a lot of them don't actually like fruit. Um, and two, because it's so sweet. But I try to explain like, well, you know, fruit still has antioxidants. There's still like, you know, vitamin C, all these vitamins that um, you really need. But berries definitely are, you know, definitely important because they they have the most antioxidants in them. Yes. And then my fifth one would be cruciferous vegetables, which we already talked about. Yeah. (laughs) How beneficial they are. But, you know, they have carotenoids, vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin K, folate, minerals. I mean, it's just they're so nutrient dense. Right. So I definitely had to have that on, on the list. Right. Yeah. That's that's funny because we were talking about that earlier. Yes. I yeah. love that. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Well, what I will do is I will also put this list into the um, description as well. Um, and that, do you have anything else you want to add about plant-based diets? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is, you know, if you're really deciding, you know, that you want to do it, I mean, there's tons of resources out there, but certainly if you're somebody that's an athlete, I really do encourage you to, you know, find a sports nutrition or some nutritionist or dietitian or someone that's, um, you know, specialize in plant-based eating, um, just because it, you know, if, if you don't have a properly planned nutrition plan, it can be more harmful. Um, you get too much into like the harmful effects of like a non, um, like not a properly planned plant-based diet. Um, sure. but you know, it can do hormone, irreversible hormone damage, especially as a female. So it's mm. definitely important to, um, to seek guidance and support and especially with supplementing and all those things you you know definitely just don't want to be doing more harm to your body than um yeah definitely there and there's yeah lots of things that can go haywire especially when you start to get into supplements and things like that too so yeah awesome yeah all right well, thank you so much. And if people yes. are looking to find you, I have your Instagram and your Facebook group linked uh-huh. in the description. And okay. thank you so awesome. much for joining us on the Eat With Me podcast today. Yes, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thanks for joining us on the Eat With Bee, the RD podcast. Join us next time for more table talk on nutrition, health, and life.